It feels like we are always giving attention to our kids. I mean, isn't that what we do like all day, every day? But is it the right kind of attention? That's what we're talking about on the podcast today. So let's jump in. Hey there, my name is Matthew, and I'm a nuclear launch officer in the United States Air Force and author of Nuclear Leadership. And I'm Catherine, military wife and homeschool mama. Together, we have three kids, Garrett, who's 12, Renee, who's nine, and Riley Ann, who's six. And, and this, this is, is our, our nuclear, nuclear family. family. See what we did there? Nuclear launch officer, get it? Catherine and I could talk about parenting for hours. But... Hours are scarce around here, and for most of us, the years are short, but the days are long. So that's why for the next 20 to 30 minutes, we hope to spark some ideas and encourage you on a specific parenting topic. We're not experts, but we do believe parenting is done better in community and that we can all learn from one another. So strap in as we launch into the conversation. All right, so today we're talking about kids and giving kids attention. Yep. Which is like a big part of parenting, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Our kids are born seeking attention and needing our attention. Yeah. And that can be one of the great things about being parents, right? Because you get to, you live outside of yourself and it gives you different, just a different purpose, you know, to be able to give attention to another human in a way that is, you know, totally different relationship than like a spouse relationship or any relationship really prior to that. Right. But it can also be kind of a burden because now you have this kid who's totally reliant on you for everything. Right. They're reliant on you for everything and it's constant and never ending. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, even when you put them to bed, it feels like they still want your attention. Right. Exactly. So... It's kind of funny, as we started looking over recording this podcast this morning, we wrote down some notes quite a while ago Mm -hmm. when we were kind of hashing out this topic. And it's just interesting to see our notes even a couple years ago versus Mm -hmm. now when we think about how we give attention to our kids. And I remember when the kids were really, really small, it felt like so much more. You know, in that baby stage for sure, but the toddler stage, mm-hmm. I felt like it was just this constant need for my attention and otherwise things would get destructive or tantrums would happen. Yeah. And, you know, it was constantly, oh my gosh, I have to play another game. Oh my gosh, we have to play dress up again. Right. Oh my gosh. I hate Barbies. Like, right. Or like I'm trying to make dinner and I'm just getting, you know, pulled at the, you know, your pant leg is getting pulled by a kid who's like, mommy, watch this. Oh, Look, yeah. I can jump off the couch. Yeah, that's definitely the stage where it's like, mom, 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 mom. And you're like, I'm changing my name. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So... We, I remember that really clearly. And mm-hmm. now we're, have older kids and they still need a lot of attention, but that type of attention and the amount of drain I feel mentally 
is different. Yeah. Right. So it, it's kind of an interesting paradox, though, because we were like, oh, good, they need less attention. But really, they're just not showing, and they do need less attention than they did at that age. Mm-hmm. But also, the way they are asking it for attention changes. Yeah. It shifts. And that's sure. the thing we've really noticed, right? Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, talk about even from baby to toddler, like the baby, the only way they have to get your attention really is just to cry. Right. Right. And then as the toddler, there's that fake cry that's like a call for attention that just grates on your nerves so much more than a real cry. Because a real (laughs) cry, I've been conditioned to learn how to respond to, and I just know you truly need something. But then there's that whiny fake cry that's just like... Yeah, the one where you're out and you're like, oh, they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> right. And you're getting all like the stares annoying, from everyone. Annoying, ignoring your yes. child. Yeah. Yeah. But you're like, no. Okay. No, they're fine. Trust me. Just... <laughs> I know. They, they sound like a train wreck. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And so... It goes from crying to like that fake cry or even the the mommy, 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 watch me do this thing or asking questions. And, you know, not that there's and there's nothing wrong with each of these stages that these kids go through, but it Mm -hmm. just forces us as parents to have to change and adapt to this new normal. Well, and I think we just think that it's a stage and it's so constant that there's nothing we can do about it to make it more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part that when I really looked at, okay, why is this bugging me? You know, it was because it felt constant and it was because I was trying to get some other things done. And when I started being intentional, more intentional about the type of attention I gave my kids and actually giving them concentrated attention instead of half attention. Mm -hmm. It was amazing to see that there really was a difference. Yeah. So for example, I remember when Riley was really little and we were in our first years of homeschooling, but she was a toddler. I mean, a year and a half old or so. Mm -hmm. And to two years, you know, around that time. And we could not get school done to save our life because Riley was so distracting. And I would give her crayons or I would give her mm-hmm. puzzles or games and she just wanted to be in the thick of it, which yeah. is totally understandable. You mm-hmm. know, we're doing things. And so I decided to try an experiment. I think I heard it from an older mom. And she said, well, I read to my littles first. Before mm-hmm. we try to do school, I sit down And I have the baby, like, pick out books, and we just spend, like, half an hour snuggling on the couch and reading. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of Riley's personality, too. Mm -hmm. So I tried it, and man, when I did that, when I said, okay, I'm going to give you 100% of my attention for half an hour, Mm -hmm. and I front-loaded it in those days, then she had... A much better attention span playing on her own after that. Right. And it was, I mean, it was like a night and day difference. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember those days before you started doing that. I mean, we called her Destructo Baby because (laughs) she was one of those, you know, silence is golden unless you have a toddler and then it's suspicious. Right. It was like if we didn't know where Riley was, it was like she could be anywhere doing anything 
just yeah. trying to find a way to get her mind, you know, <laughs> entertained. And right. so whether that was pulling plates out of the uh, cabinet or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, drawing on the wall. Yeah, oh. I mean, she was our little destructo baby. And that was her, that was how she coped with not getting attention. Right. I mean, not that she wasn't getting attention. At the, at the moment that she needed that attention. <laughs> right. right. Like, um, but yeah, but then when you, when you did that front loading, you know, it, it did definitely change her demeanor. For the better. For, for the better in that, <laughs> in that time when it allowed you to do school um, with right. the other kids. Right. And not that I didn't then give her any attention the rest of the day, but it was right. the... Check, she's good. <laughs> but it was that it was intentional attention and not half attention. I don't know if that makes sense. It, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, that's great. Or, oh, yeah, let's sort of play while I do yeah. this other thing. Yeah. And I feel like it, that was a good lesson for us because... It had made me very aware now, or I'm reminded to be aware now, when the kids are having kind of funny attitudes, um, you know, they're a little bit more emotional, or for one of our kids, it's that everything gets really exaggerated. Yeah. So if they stub their toe, oh my gosh, it's broken. Yeah. And if they... And it, it it reverberates all the way up to my knee and I think my hip might be out also <laughs> like, like, like yeah. total exaggeration. Like you stubbed your toe and yep. barely, it does hurt to stub your toe, but dude, you're anyway, going to recover. So yeah. one of them, it's exaggeration. The other one, it's just quiet tears mm-hmm. that just kind of leak out of her face. Yeah. <laughs> all, you know, even when nothing, she's like, I don't know why I'm crying. And yeah. I'm like, okay. So it's it's kind of taken on a different form because they have learned to cope and they do mm-hmm. know some tools to help them, you know, be busy or play or whatever. But it's in those moments that I'm like, oh, maybe we need to play a game. Like maybe I need to give you... Yeah. Intentional attention. That's not school or that's not serious. You right. know, it's it's yeah. fun attention. Yeah. And and sometimes that is games, especially in these colder months. But um, we've also done walks um, to help with just, hey, I think we just need to be outside for a while because these kids are driving me crazy right. <laughs> inside they're And they're tired of seeing the same four walls. And so it's yeah. all right. Let's go. Let's do something different. Let's change our environment a little bit, but let's do it in a way that's attention giving, but it's also not like, I don't, it's not a brain drain for me as the parent either. Right. And I think it's that undistracted attention Mm -hmm. that is really the game changer, right? Whether if you're on a walk together, you know, try not to be on your phone walking Even if they're ahead of you, I try to, you know, kind of communicate with them and or at the park, you know, watch them play. Don't be on your phone the whole time. Those right. are even parts of attention because you're able to enter in with them and say, oh, my gosh, that's so fun. Right. Oh, this, that and the other. And then at home, 
we do try to, um, one of the things that we do is we listen to books, mm-hmm. you know, on audio and we color or play with Legos. I mean, still, or do we have like these jewel art things mm-hmm. that we do still with older kids, we do this, but I notice a difference when I do that. And when I'm not looking at my phone, when I'm not trying to multitask mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting in it with my kids doing the thing, we all feel filled. I feel filled. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just, it can be hard because I always, we feel like we're always giving our kids attention. And right. we are. Right. But are we giving them valuable attention? Right. Yeah. It, it's not so much the amount of attention, but is it the right kind of yeah, what kind? attention that, um, that suits each kid individually, which can be tough, especially with multiple kids. But yeah, you're right. It, it changes. The, the amount of attention that's required changes from when they are crying and screaming all the time as, as newborns and uh, young toddlers and into as they get older, that part goes away. So I think it's easy to think, well, they don't need as much of my attention, but it's just the the type of attention that's required is different. Mm-hmm. Just like it's really hard to be on your phone and put a baby to bed at the same time. It's hard to be on our phones and do some of these other and, and have them play at the park and call that attention. Right. Right. And it's not to say that we can't have those breaks as parents. Yeah, where absolutely. We can definitely say, take those moments and just say, you go off and play and I'm going to doom scroll for a little bit because <laughs> I need a break. Doom scroll. Yeah. I've never heard that term. <laughs> oh, yes. That's a good one. Yeah. So <laughs> doom scrolling through social media. Right. It's a thing. You know, you can have those moments, but be detached from that distraction as much, you know, enough to be able to say, wow, I did actually see you climbing those trees. And well, and just know that that's not the, I think it's, it's fine to do that as long as that's, you're not trying to say, oh, here, I'm going to give you attention. Let's go to the park and then not give them attention. Right. And check that box in your brain when it doesn't count. Right. Right. It counts as entering in with your kids. It counts as doing fun things. It counts as, you know, middle mental fitness. Yeah. Being in the same location. I almost said present, but then <laughs> presence. Yeah, yeah, that's confusing. I got you. Requires attention. <laughs> right. But sometimes, definitely, we just let our kids go play. Yeah. But that means that I probably need to enter in in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. And even conversations over dinner, we talk about that a lot, how we are really intentional about trying to have dinner together and talk to one another. But that means no phones at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And that's a great, easy, built-in time, hopefully, that you can talk to one another without the distraction of yeah. other things. Yeah. You know? But we have noticed a difference. And I think that's why we wanted to do this episode is because sometimes it's hard to realize why our kids are having the attitudes the way they're having them. You Mm -hmm. know, it can even take the form of like almost tiptoeing around you being overly good, you know, just not being able to relax. Mm -hmm. Those types of things in our kids' sleeping habits can be affected. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's pretty pretty interesting. And so just 
not that, oh my gosh, I'm causing this because I'm not giving attention to my kids. That's not what we're saying. It's that this is another tool. This is another thing to look at and say, oh, how has my attention been lately? Yeah. Because we all want attention mm-hmm. and we're those people for our kids, right? I like attention from you mm-hmm. when you're not on your phone and we're in conversation with each other and hanging out together and so do our kids, you know? Right. Yeah. And just being able to identify kind of what are the things that uh, that tip us off to whether our kids have or have need for more of our attention and how those can change over time. I mean, and it could be as they are getting older, maybe they're spending more time off on their own, you know, um, spending more time away in their room or, or something, you know, these prolonged periods of isolation. And you're like, where did they go? But it's not the same suspicion as from when they were two, you know, right. it's like, I'm actually just don't know what they're up to. And then and it's not even a bad thing. It's not even a bad thing. Like maybe but let's it, check in. But let's check in. Yeah. Because yeah. it could be, I wanted to read and it was too loud on the main floor. It's like, okay, I get that. Like, Sweet. Yeah. Check. Good to go. Yeah. Um, but if that, then if that starts happening over and over, it's like, you know, what, what can we do to make sure that you're feeling Seen. attended to? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the great thing is that whether they're little or older, it doesn't have to be hours of concentrated attention. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be five minutes. Right. Of true attention. And our society, so is really struggling right now with how to give 100% attention to things, mm-hmm. right? How to attend to our kids, how to attend to homework, how to attend to dishes. Even we as adults are struggling to right. remember how to focus and keep yeah. our attention because we just have all these different distractions. So yeah. I think it's a good thing to think about. Am I truly attending to my kid in these moments where they feel seen and heard and where my attention is not taken by something else? Yeah. It's super interesting. This is kind of a tangent, but I'm going to go with it anyways. Uh, YouTube videos, uh, like a TED Talk, uh, 18 to 22 minutes was kind of how they started out. And now TED is putting out... um, shorter clips that are more like in the six to 10 minute range. And then even within YouTube, you now have the YouTube shorts that are basically like a, like a TikTok or a Instagram reel length that are, I mean, they're really short, less than a minute of uh, just hit the highlights because we've gone to this like go, go, go mentality. Like give me my news quickly in a, I want you know, my quick nugget. 240 characters or less. Yeah. You know, my if it can't fit in my Twitter feed, then, you know, too long didn't read. So our attention as adults is getting shorter and our kids still require a, more, than that. A, more than that. Right. <laughs> so it is a skill for us to have to f- practice focused attention on them, even as our society moves to shorter attention spans. Yeah. Well, but, and our kids do what they see, right? So they're they are learning from us and what what does attention look like? Mm-hmm. Like good attention and you know, what does giving time 
and attention to others look like? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's another perk from this, right? Is that we are modeling for our kids how to how to show attention well. Yeah, how to enter in with others, mm -hmm. um, siblings and outside the family. Right. So anyway, those are just our nuggets, our thoughts on attention and um, kids' attitudes. So hopefully you were encouraged by it. It gave you something to think about. If you like this episode, you can rate our podcast episode, like it. And of course, sharing it is the greatest compliment you can give us. Yep, and you can find us on Instagram at r.nuclear.family or you can visit our website, rnuclearfam.com. Thanks for your attention. Yep, have a great day, guys. Mm -hmm.